Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast, where we hear about the lives of strong people. This is Bryant Hankins. I have my co-host, Molly. What's up, Bryant? And Kevin. Hey, Bryant. And today we have Bob Harris, Masters Athlete and Deputy Sheriff. Hmm. Hi, everybody. Bad Bob Harris. Bad Bob Harris. Thank you. Yeah, you have to give him his real title. <laughs> what is, what's the real title? Bad Bob Harris. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's an acronym. It's not, I'm not really bad. It's an acronym. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Bob is a legit athlete, uh, 45 to 49 division, been in the top 100 worldwide four times, I believe. Uh, I think it's five. Five times. Yeah. I think uh, best was what, 44th worldwide? I think it was 44th, and that, that was, I think, my first year in the 45 to 44. I think I took advantage of the, being the youngest that old person. Year. There you go. It's yeah. always that. Yeah. Yeah. So gyms always have kind of like, it's like there's your reasonably fit people. And then there's always just like that one in a hundred that are kind of that next level. And you were one of the first guys that I ever saw come in that was really at that next level, which was crazy because you're, I mean, what, 15 years older than me and kicking my ass <laughs> and all this stuff. So, <laughs> you know, that's definitely one of the reasons that I was excited to get you here to ask you a bunch of questions. Thank you. I'm yeah, glad to be here. It's awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And we like to start out with, we have mixed feelings about this. I like to start out with history, you know, sort of understand your origin story. Kevin's always like, let's get to the real stuff. Okay. So, so somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, have you always been an athlete growing up or is this something that kind of came later in life for you? Yeah, I, I, I would term myself a pseudo athlete. So I ran and I played baseball. Wait, you ran? Yeah. <laughs> wait, Dang it! I've given it wait. up. The secret. <laughs> what distance? Uh, I ran high school and junior high cross country. Really? So wow. you know, those are those are three point one mile races, and I think I only ran three point one miles on race days, and I just ran to the corner store and hid from the rest of the team while they ran. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, it's only a slight exaggeration, but so I did that. I played baseball um, all through high school, and then after that, uh, in my twenties, I didn't do much of anything. Um, I got married. Um, had my daughter and I didn't work out much at all until, um, someone pointed out that I was getting a little pudgy. I'm at work, a real fit guy. I noticed that I, I wasn't quite like age catches up to you at some point. Right. You can't just look good for, you know, and all of a sudden, Oh boy, I need to get after it. So, so of all things, I, uh, I joined Seattle Sutton's. On a, really? Yeah. On a 1200 calorie diet for six weeks. Does Seattle oh Sutton's goodness. actually work? It does work. It's not the best food, but it does work. You twelve hundred calories. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Would do it. Yeah. So I did that, and I ran a lot. Um, literally, I would sneak home from work and run on the treadmill on my dinner breaks. And how old so, were you at this point? At that point, I was probably about 30, 35. and I really um, I cut weight quick. So um, still to this so point, even, you hadn't done any like. That's where I was no, going to go. No, no lifting. No, I was running and then wow. a guy at work was selling weights I actually lived not far from here and he's like hey i have like 500 pounds of weights and a bench and a bar i'm just gonna give it away do you want it and i'm like yes so we moved over to my house i started lifting in my basement yeah. lifted for probably just iron for a couple of years joined la fitness with a couple of guys did nothing uh crossfitish at all just lifted yeah. and i'd lift one day run the next kind of off you know, going back and forth and then Gosh, no, it's like 10 or 11 years ago, I stumbled into CrossFit Will County thinking it was something different. I had never heard of CrossFit. <laughs> so a guy, a friend of mine was doing like um, grappling at a gym in Plainfield. Uh, I can't recall the name of it, but they, Will County had rented some spot, some space over there. So it was kind of one part of this gym was 
mixed martial arts. My own part was CrossFit. I was going for the grappling part. So I walk in and it wasn't that. Like I walked in and I'm like, hey, do I take my shoes off? And they're like, you might want to keep your shoes on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that was my introduction to CrossFit. I walked in. So you went to CrossFit by accident. I did. Yeah. I walked in and they, I'm like, well, I'm here. I'll do the workout. And it was some kind of kipping pull-up thing. I'm like, it was horrible. I, I went, why are you kip? What is that? They said, they actually said to this guy, hey, come show Bob what a kipping pull-up is. And which, number one, why on day one? I, right. When I'm just new. I don't even know, I'm just dropping in. Yeah. And I and immediately said, I'm like, that's cheating. Right. Like yep. I'm dead hang pull up my, for years. Why would I do that? So well, let's I, clarify too. When was this? Like this was 2000. Um, so it would have been 2008. Roughly. So it was early, yeah. early That's years. Like OG it was Real early. Yeah. 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 And CrossFit's changed a lot over the years too. It, it has. Yeah. It has changed Interesting. a lot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that was it. So I was hooked. I literally did this workout. I can't recall what was in it. There's some kind of a partner workout, like a typical Saturday morning job. And I could barely drive home. Legitimately couldn't drive. <laughs> So that I overdid it. They let me overdo it. I got home, sat in my kitchen. I'm pretty sure it was a kitchen. And I, just, I was physiologically not there. Yeah. And I remember my wife, Michelle, said, are you okay? And I remember saying, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay. Something happened here. So Wait, what's funny about that is like, that's a lot of people's like first CrossFit experience. And after that, you're like, I want more of it. Not like, what did yeah. I do to myself? I'm never doing this again. I went in that Monday and I signed up. Yeah. I said, I just want to be murdered every time I come in here. Yeah. And he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, I feel like we don't murder people anymore. Well, I think, I think it's We changed. don't murder people I anymore. Like new people? I think it's like Do people you murder them in on ramp? No. no. But I mean, I in, in a different in a kind of a way though. So our athletes do do Fran. Their last workout in on ramp right. is Fran. <laughs> but um, we, we choose the right weights and stimulus for them to be on the floor after three to five minutes sure. but that doesn't mean they're going to be doing kipping pull-ups right they shouldn't so, be right yeah um it's definitely more responsible to not murder people but it's less funny so I'm less it. Funny. well we still we still have stories stories of your we were just talking about susan her yeah. first workout when she came in to thunderbolt was murph yeah and she was like i want me i want some more of that for me yeah wow <laughs> you know you know, oh. sometimes people see the hard thing and it like draws them. I, know, I remember yeah. being so sore and I was like, I've never been this sore in my life from any type of athletic endeavor. And I'm like, hey, this must be working. Like, I want to do more of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you could go back to your old self when you first started, what would you do differently? Uh, I probably wouldn't push so fast, so hard. So I. I mean, I did have a good base of learning everything strict after that one first day debacle, but I did want to learn it quick because I finally like, hey, I, this is something I might be good at because I came in with a pretty good strength base. So things seemed easier than maybe they would be if you're a brand, brand new, <clears throat> excuse me, the fitness. So, but I went, I, I was full on, I was at the gym as long as I could be there every day um, and longer. I wanted to coach. I wanted to learn how to coach right away. So uh, slowing down would be helpful because your body pays the price. So I have like a litany of injuries that I, I had some f before and some since. So just taking care of my body more <clears throat> than I used to would be a, I would definitely change that. At what point did you, was there ever a moment where you changed something in your training or you had kind of like a realization that made you take that next step? Or was it right from the beginning you were like six months in and you're better than most people? I wasn't better than most people. <clears throat> I just wanted to be, I think that was, I saw people doing stuff that I wanted to do. 
And I just thought, well, when I could do a strict handstand push-up on day one, for example, that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't learn how to even kip those for like six or nine months. Um, so it was just I my, wanting to get better was was how it started, and then realizing that okay, I'm decent enough at it that not that I ever thought I would be games worthy because back then the way to get to the games the the role was even harder then. So now that I'm not saying it's easier, but um, I just felt, you know, let's just push a little harder. So it became doing alternate programming, being at the gym longer, that type of thing. So are you saying, because Kevin and I have this debate sometimes about consistency and intensity, that you, going back in time, you would have focused less on intensity and more on consistency? No. Ooh. No, not, no. <laughs> I would, was a no. question. I set <laughs> no. up. I was, you know, I think both. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think both are equally important. So I'm definitely not saying that. Mm, I the would middle have, ground. Yeah, you, you. you <laughs> so we're equally wrong. I mean, you, you <laughs> we're equally need, right. Well, you should be showing consistency first, and then mm. you should certainly go with intensity. But right. they're both important. So yeah, I, I think the intensity was fine, but wanting to learn the finer points. So I wasn't a tactician, if you will as much as i think i am now i yeah. was just kind of winging it and now i pick it apart you're and kind of smart about it yeah try to be try to be yeah and it's that intensity that draws people in too so it's kind of a double-edged sword that's i think the other thing we were saying people like to be to do a difficult workout and come out on the other side of it so yeah yeah i mean if you look at almost all of us that love those workouts in the workout we look like we're gonna die like we're saying weird things, we're swearing, we're, we're on the ground, and then 10 minutes there, that was awesome, I love yeah. that workout. <laughs> you know, you really didn't, but you survived it. I think you love the survival part of it. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's never that way in the open, though. I've, after I finished an open workout, I always feel like I died a little bit. <laughs> I saw you die a little bit this year, so yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we definitely saw you die this year, let's didn't not, we, let's Kevin? Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the pleasure of judging quite a few of yours, and that was awesome. I Thank feel like you. you never really ended a workout like completely dead, so that was good. I guess maybe the final one, but yeah, maybe that's good. Maybe it's bad. I mean, usually the, the, I always the problem I would have is I'm going to do them all twice, right? So I'm going to go at it the first time and see what happens, and then strategize for the second time. And I, I'm always worried to really empty the tank a hundred percent because on that first one, right? yeah. Well, and and the second one, I don't recover it quick. So for me to be ready to go again Friday, 100%, if I really hurt myself on that redo, but on the other hand, the score counts. Like, so, you know, do you spread it out Thursday to Monday or how did Friday to Monday? Friday to Monday. Okay. And each time you redid, you did better, right? Or, yes. Oh, that's and then good. made it to the online qualifier, and that was the yeah, goal, right? It was. Yeah. Then what's some of the um, tact that you put into it, like thinking through, like how you change from the just. Friday, I'm just doing whatever. Let's see what happens. And then yeah. Monday, you're like, you can so a plan. It's, it's, I mean, there's a little plan going into the first. I mean, I'll watch a Ben Burr's round, you know, how to or Chris Spieler how to just to see what are they saying that they, they, they might want to, you might want to attack here and take easy here and come up with a little pseudo plan. And then I'll usually videotape them in the background so I can watch it. I usually ask my score to keep my, my, my splits even if they're not asked for in the scorecard. So that way I can look at and say, okay, I need to be this many reps as far in to, to stay ahead of the curve. So when we go at it again Monday, I need to be, I'm, I just need to be saying, hey, you're ahead or you're behind. And if I know I'm ahead 10 reps or 10 seconds, then I need to push harder. I can 
just depends. So that's really the way to do it for me is to see where can I make up time. And if there's movements I'm not good at, then I know, okay, here, I just survive. Mm-hmm. And if I get to the bar, if I get to the bar and I get to do kipping pull-ups, here's where I'm going to cruise or handstand push-ups. And if it's heavy cleans, I'm good at those too, but snatch, mm, okay. <laughs> everyone's worst CrossFit movement. Not everyone's not yours, but um, yeah, that's it. Just pick it apart, see what you can do better on. And when I say do better, it's not usually glaring. It's usually seconds or a few reps better, but a few reps, as you know, in, the, in that leaderboard can move you a hundred spots. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have a specific time of day that you feel like is best for you? We have this debate with like the morning crew in the evening, and I know it's different for different people, but I'm an evening workout person for sure that four to seven window yeah even past seven i don't like it i oh, really? hate yeah i hate working out in the morning i just i want to get up and so if it's a weekend i want to get up have my coffee yeah sit out back slow, and relax going, yeah and i want to go to the gym at three yeah so that's why i pay extra to have 24 7 so on the weekends <laughs> i can get there i just all oh, right cause there's no slot where that's right on the weekends i mean yeah. i'm by myself then so not as productive usually but are um, you more of um so that's another good question so some, we have some members that literally just always do the 24-hour access, and that's their thing. And other people like to, like, I enjoy working out with other people. Same for you, it sounds like. Where I would 100% prefer to be with a class. Yeah. Um, 100%. It's just that I know myself well enough on a weekend that I'm just not going to yeah. get up and do it. And I've occasionally I, I had, when I first came to Thunderbolt, I wanted to meet people and get involved in the community. So I would come yeah. on the weekend. then after a few months, I'm like, ah, it's not fun for me. I'll see you guys Monday. Yeah. So this past... Coming back to the open, um, so you made it into the online qualifier for all five years of the 45 to 49 division. Yes. Four years, whatever. Yeah. This year, you're bumping into the next division, the 50 to 54? Yes. What is your goal mm. for this year? And now that the open moved up six months, so. Yeah, not happy about it. Not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, that's just not for me. So after the last open, uh, and the qualifier, it was summer. Yeah. <laughs> so I lived the summer. So I went on vacation. I had a good time. I probably drank a little too much, but ate a little too much. I still maintained my training, but I wasn't pushing the intensity very often. So my strength whittled down a little bit. My 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 in, my motor's a little bit not where it needs to be. So going in, I'm trying to be realistic. Do I think I can make the top 200? I sh- if I didn't, I would quit. <laughs> I should be able to make that, but I don't know where I'm going to, I really don't know where I'm going to end up. So I'm kind of Mal and I were talking this last week. I'm like, you know, part of me just wants the pressure not to be there. Just to say, forget it. Like, I don't want to even do it because I, I feel like if I don't score well enough, I probably have internal pressure on myself. I'm like, oh, look at Bob. He's 180th. <laughs> that would bother me, even though it shouldn't. It's still a good accomplishment. So my goal going into it is just to make the top 200 and see where I land. And then knowing that next year um, I retire from my full-time job so I can, can give all my time to training, which is the plan. Um, so this is more for me, one more year of just, if I make it great. Um, but next year's the yeah. push. So next year will be the push. Yeah. What does your training look like now in a given week and how are you planning to change it when retirement hits? So good question. So right now I'm following Ben Bergeron's comp train. Okay. Um, so I wish I had people following it with me, but <laughs> I'm a top, just because it's tough to do that, do that intensity by yourself. Sure. Um, so I follow Bergeron. I like the mix of gymnastics and intensity and mm-hmm. the strength he puts in his workouts. And, but the thing about that is I'm jamming it all into, which is usually the goal though, into an hour and a half or two hours. So if I had 
all day long to work out or coach the workout. Or you split it up. I would yeah, split it up. Yeah. I would do my intensity pieces yep. in some specialty work. Then I would lift later in the afternoon or yep. vice versa. Um, that to me has always been my goal. Like do a little something in the morning, coach yep. some classes, uh, take a nap, <laughs> come back to the gym, work out again. So yep. I can, cause recovery is huge. I need the time to recover. So when you spend two hours lifting and hitting wads, uh, I'm hurting usually. Sure. I'm a hurting puppy. Do you shoot for a certain uh, number of hours of sleep every night? I do. So I try to get in bed at the eight hour mark. Um, it, whether I fall asleep or not is, is the issue. So I'm either going to crash hard and I'm good or yeah. flipping and flopping all night, which is <laughs> horrible too. But I'm usually in bed by 930 up at 530. So that's eight hours. Yeah. You um, should check out our sleep episode. Yeah, we have an episode <laughs> of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that episode. It was good. We all learned something. Yeah. And then we went back to our old ways probably. No, I still... <laughs> Don't drink liquid right before bed. So then Smart. I even had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So. And didn't you, did something change with you or no? You didn't Not so me. much. I, I've been <laughs> watching screens before bed but, again. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a killer. Back in the wagon. Back yeah. in the wagon. I've been sleeping a lot better since yeah. the episode. And I don't know if it was just that we kind of, it was like for like a month, we just focused on getting better sleep. Well, I feel like your sleep has gotten better with the whoop. Yes. So I um, got myself a whoop, which tracks your sleep and your exercise. There it is. (laughs) Somebody had to. Your heart rate variability. Um, And one of the things I've realized, I mean, I always knew this. I wake frequently overnight. That's how it's always been. I don't, I am not aware of the last time I actually slept through the night. I just, yeah, wake up maybe four to five times at night. Um, and so I would always think if I'm getting into bed with eight hours in front of me before I have to wake up, I would get eight hours of sleep, but I'm finding out it's more like I'm getting seven hours of sleep. So I have to get to to bed sooner than, than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I need like nine hours in bed to get eight hours of sleep. Right. Yeah. It's tough to do though. It is tough to do. And it's hard with teenagers too, because that's, <clears throat> the teenagers end up staying up later than we do. Or if you're coaching early, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and I'm kind of on that schedule where I wake up early anyway. Right. I think the hardest thing is coming home from the gym late, making sure I have time with the kids and then getting to bed on time. So, you know, yeah, you make it work. You juggle it. Okay. So you said you started in 2009, 2008? Give or take. I'm trying roughly. to remember. Yeah, okay. roughly. Yeah. So... The late aughts. And, now, and we're now in 2019. Yes. And you've now become a master's athlete. So what's changed about your training? What have you had to do differently getting older, getting into the master's world? How has that affected? Tell us how to get good, Bob. Yeah. How well, can you? Well, because I, I do think something there's, I, I guess I can just speak for myself. When like you, you're, you're doing CrossFit in your 30s, you're kind of like, ah, whatever. I can hit, do anything. And then, you know, you get some injuries and like. You get like, and you start to hit your forties and you're kind of like, well, what does this mean for me and doing CrossFit? And you know, how hard can I really push it? And like, what if I want to do it for a long time? You know, you start to kind of go through that. I think so to answer the question, I think consistency is number one. You have to be consistent if you're not in anything in life, actually. So, and CrossFit preaches that too. You need to be consistent. Or you, it's not like riding a bike. Muscle ups aren't like riding a bike. You need to do them all the time. So that would be number one is that in, in, you were joking about how to be good is master all those. So for me, it was mastering the hard movements. So I want to be able to walk on my hands. I want to be able to do bar muscle ups, ring muscle ups, all those things that will separate me. Um, so when the time comes now, those things aren't easy. You might look at it and go out, Oh, you're, those look so easy. And sometimes they are, if the rep count is small, but it just, it, it amounts to doing. So you'll see me doing that stuff all the time on the side, because I know if I don't, 
And when I take a month off or I get a little lazy, I'm still in the gym, but I'm just kind of coasting. When I get hit it hard again, I'm hurting. I'm hurting for yeah. a good three weeks till my body goes, oh, we're doing this again. Okay. So it's just really, you need to be consistent. And the longevity piece, it's either is for you or it's not for you. I mean, I think the time where I might say I'm done, not with CrossFit, probably but be done being trying so hard uh, because I have three bullet discs in my back, three knee surgeries, not as a result of CrossFit. Um, but those things take a toll on you. So you're like, oh my God, like literally, like this is maybe a little way off to the right here, but you see like, I would use a construction worker example who blows their back out at work and they're taking Oxycontin for their back and they, and then they run out of the prescription and then they could take heroin for their back. Like those guys who are like living in pain every day. Yeah. I can exaggerate. My wife's probably sick of it already. Like I've been crying about my knee and my back every day for years. Oh, it's man. like, it's a constant thing, but it's like, so I just take my vitamin I, which is ibuprofen when I need to, um, just get that inflammation down and, and try to manage that. But if it got to the point where like, my back said, Hey, you just can't, you know, the shooting pain down your leg is too much, or I need to have like a fusion. And I would quit. I would quit trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess what have you changed about? So you were mid thirties when you started, you haven't changed anything about your training. It's exactly the, I my mean, training probably is, is harder now than it was. Oh, wow. So I saw another, it may have been a Ben Bergeron. He's not the guy, but he has a lot of good stuff. So it was Bergeron. It may be, even something I heard from um, Bill Grundler, it was that your training intensity doesn't need to change. The load might need to change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but my loading is actually increased. So not by 50%, but it's still increased. And intensity is relative to your where you're at with your fitness. So I might be like balls to the wall intense, yeah. but it's not going to be enough. So I really haven't, I probably increased my amount of working out as i got older but don't you need more recovery now i do and that's that's the rub so a lot of days i'll do it instead of that three one crossfit yeah um, yeah three thing, days on one day off yeah i don't always prescribe to that i'll do like a two two on one off and then okay. i'll come back and do two more okay I'll just, it just depends on how i feel yeah so i really learn to listen to my body there's times where i'm like i just can't go in i just like I'll, or i'll go in and hang out and yeah. i'll roll a little bit but i just know that if i don't um and especially if I'm having a week where I don't sleep well, yeah, yeah, then it's just like no matter what I do, I'm in a tough spot. So those weeks I just take it easy. But by and large, when I when I heard those podcasts and read a few articles about just because you're older doesn't mean you need to be doing less. It means you keep doing what you're doing as long as you're listening to your body. Yeah. And so quite often my workout starts at ten in the morning when I take my ibuprofen. <laughs> for the gym at four o'clock you're prepping it yeah there are yeah what I mean, about um like mobility or like are you doing more to stay flexible or i don't know what you have you always been like so yeah that's a good question no so <laughs> that, i am missing that piece i am the late i used to be super big into mobility and keep myself limber and and flexible and now i'm on the couch and i've got my hypervice there i've got my uh drill what do you, uh yeah yeah I've got it all and it just sits there sometimes because I'm just like, oh, it's just easier to lay here and do nothing. But I pay the price. I would much rather do, or I should do a mobility wad uh, or something or some Kelly Starrett stuff, but I just gotten lazy. But I think I'd be better athlete if I did. And that's yeah. why I can't wait to retire. Then I can just focus more on that stuff too. It would literally be a job yeah. to try to make the games, you know, like work, coach, work out, sleep, stretch, cut my lawn yeah work out games hey well they always say when you retire you need to find the next thing to like focus on right so wait, when do you retire uh may 11th 
Wow, he's getting up. the day down. I do have the day down. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's going to be a sweet training year. I maybe I'll quit my job, too, and we'll just train. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sell my house, too, but, like... We'll get a couple It'd of... It'd be worth it. Right. So, this reminds me, we just watched... Uh, what was that? Free climbing. Oh, Free Solo. Free Solo, right? And oh, there's this Alex guy... Honnold. Alex Honnold. Oh, yeah. Lived in a van for, like, 10 years to, like, hit his goal of free soloing El Capitan, which, like, just... That level of commitment is like insane, That's but I love it. There's something that I love about that. I don't know. Did yeah. you guys see it, or do you know I what I'm talking about? It. Yeah, I did yeah. see it, and I, and I, it was amazing. I don't always enjoy those kind of movies, yeah. but I started to watch it, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's really." That's like hardcore. And then, yeah. like, even with his relationship, it's like she's like, "If I ask you to stop climbing, would you stop?" And he's like, "No." Right. Yeah. yeah. He He's laid honest. it out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, now they're married. That's the right, greatest they now. athletic feat, I think. That I know. Done. I loved when someone described it and they said, it's like being like a gold medal Olympian. And if you don't get the gold medal, you die. Yeah. It's like you go <laughs> right. to the Olympics and if you don't make gold, you die. There's no room for error. Yep. Oh. But I mean, it's just the level of commitment. You know, he's like, I'm going to not have a life for 10 years so that I can find every mark on this mountain and climb right. it, you know, without a rope. So that's all you got to do, Bob. Yeah, and I don't know that I have that. I don't know if I'm that dogged like that. I don't know that I am. I, you know, if, but I feel like, like you look at a lot of these master guys, and I'm impressed at the at, at the guys that do have jobs. Yeah, like Brunler's a firefighter. I think he still is. He owns a gym. I think he still owns a gym. So I mean, how this guy like can, and I don't think he competes in the in the open anymore because he's working for Cross and announcing and. Um, but the level of dedication it takes, so that's the thing. So you, there's got to be time. Yeah. And I don't have the time. So I mean, I do. If I stay at the gym from four to eight, what would I come home and die every night? So yeah, you'd yeah. never be able to recover, and you wouldn't be better right. off for it at this. Right. You know, so the I way just, things yeah, are now. Yeah. Learn how to push when the time's right, and hopefully the you de, you have a motor and reserve to yeah to go. And yeah, that's about it. Well, we're talking about your training plan. How? Did, what does your diet look like? My <laughs> so I don't want to talk about a sore subject. Right no, now. it's not a sore <laughs> subject. We're not doing Seattle Sutton anymore. Yeah, God right? no. Okay, and, and to, that, to that point, that was funny. I did that for like whatever six weeks or something. And then I started looking at the ingredients, and it's just a macro thing. Back then, I didn't know what a macro even was. Yeah, yeah. But I started looking at the ingredients. That well, I can do this much better myself and cheaper. So I started just doing it myself. Um, so my diet really is um, pretty darn good most of the time so monday through friday i'm spot on it's the same thing every day the quest bar for breakfast a bag of raw broccoli and guacamole mm -hmm. <laughs> every nice. day it's weird i'm that way too i do the same breakfast and same lunch yeah. dinner all mixed up but my lunch is is i probably spent more money at whole foods i've been going to lunch at whole foods at work every day almost every day for a decade they do have a, it's good it's fun to eat there amazing so, but I'm big into the greens. I eat lots yeah. of greens. I'm always pushing people to eat your greens. Um, my lean proteins, my healthy fats every day. Now, it's not to say I won't pour a bourbon at night or I would pour a glass of wine at night, which usually leads to a whole row of cookies. That's where I go off the rail. So if they're, if they're in the house and I've had a glass of wine or one drink, then it's not good. <laughs> so but then i'll then the next day i will adjust and i'll yeah. consume a little fewer calories just to kind of make the difference up makes me feel like i'm doing the right thing on weekends i'm not as good on weekends um i kind of like the 80 20 concept 80 yeah. percent of the time i do well and the other 20 i have fun so but yeah everyone always is like oh yeah how do you have that six pack i'm like they're made in the kitchen it's not <laughs> at all about toes to bar it's just about what you eat so right i thought yeah. it was the old fashions 
but it hasn't been working for me. <laughs> you trained. Well, you may have noticed I've had many fewer old fashions. There's, I was on a kick of making old fashions. I was doing all different recipes. I was, so that's not a good habit. Yeah. I mean, for many reasons, but it's like, you know, whittle wood or do something else. Here I am trying to perfect my old fashioned making and, <laughs> and Instagramming this old fashioned, that old fashioned. And then I realized, my God, I'm drinking like two of these a night. This yeah. is not a good. So I got rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Smartly. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was the secret. The old fashioned. Well, maybe it is. I am feeling a little pudgy. Maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> it might, I am. It might be. Little, little pleasure in life. Yeah. It is kind of a balance. I was going to ask how coaching has evolved through the years because you're also a coach, mm-hmm. um, even though you're kind of taking a little break from that right now with all the things you have balancing. But how have you seen the art of coaching evolve since you first mm. became a coach? That's a good question. How have I seen the art of coaching evolve? Um, I think I've just seen better coaches now earlier on than I used to see, and it's not to slight any coach that might hear this. Um, I mean, everyone knows you can just get a level one and open a gym. It's all you need. It's, and really, in my opinion, that's you should need more than that. And maybe not from CrossFit, from your life experience or your job or whatever you have to manage people. And um, But I think it's just what we talked about in the beginning, like we shouldn't be kipping on day one. So having coaches smart enough to say, hey, like we're going to be consistent first and we're going to build some strength first. Then we'll let you do a kipping pull-up. Or So I think coaches that are smarter... Um, they will attract clients that will stay longer because they won't get hurt. So mm-hmm. they're willing to stay and they're willing to see that, wow, this 150 bucks a month is a lot of money, but I'm getting actual coaching. I'm getting feedback and being spoken to. Um, this, the theory that cross is dangerous is debunked then because you're doing things right. So just the evolution of coaching really, even when I took my level two, the level two, if you haven't had it, the level two should be your level one. So I really think they teach you so much more at the level two than level one in terms of class management, programming. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. And, and I probably spent three hours, I felt like in an air squat at my level one, which, yeah, I can teach the heck out of an air squat and they want you to do that, but um, a little too much emphasis on, on, on just the basic movement. So just better coaching, patience with athletes is a, is a huge thing. Because if you go into a gym and you push someone, I, and I've been this guy, I push athletes too far, that have left the gym I've been at and wondered, gosh, did I have anything to do with that? Where they're doing a clean and jerk and they're just like, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. It's just technique. Fix the technique. It'll be like a month. And I'm pushing them maybe too hard. So I've learned that my evolution too, just to be patient with the athlete and, and, and help them in that way. So, yeah. yeah. We've all kind of evolved through the years, you know. I mean, I started in 2014. What year did you start, Chris? 2011. <clears throat> and um, even just since then, I've seen changes in um, how gyms are run and the focus on better coaching overall. Um, yeah. It's been kind of fun to, to see that evolve. So will yeah. you get back into coaching when you're retired? I would like to. I, I, you know, I think the fit's got to be right. Um, that's hugely important. So I've talked to Molly about coaching. i talked to Scott a little bit about coaching. Like right at the given moment, if, if I was asked to coach, I would reluctantly probably do it just because right now I want to be working on my fitness. So it's just hard to, when you coach, mm-hmm. when you work a job, coach, and try to excel at CrossFit, like it is a cost. So, but I would say I miss coaching because that's like, whether I, I was a trainer at work for a few years when I was in the SWAT team and some other stuff, I didn't, I enjoyed that little aspect of it. So when I first got into CrossFit coaching, I was like, oh, I'm like, this is really cool because when you help someone um, 
with a goal or a milestone, something that they want to do and that they didn't, they could do. Yeah. Like that is a part of it. Like, like, yeah, you yeah. can do this. Like, let's just be patient and we'll get you there. And they do it. And you're like, ah, man, I'm helping. Yes. And it's not just that it's diet help with their, I mean, I'm no nutritionist or dietitian at all, but I like that part of it too. But like, ah, how do I do to get that? I'm like, what are you eating? How much are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. You know? So you even if you're just a CrossFit coach, you can really affect lives. So that was the biggest part. So answer your question. Yes. I, my goal would be to do it again for sure. Um, hopefully it's where I'm at now. That'd be great. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's so filling and you become a better athlete when you're coaching yeah. and you become a better coach when you're an athlete. So, um, it, it helps. And we talked about staying relevant. So like, I think if you're out of coaching for a couple of years, mm, it would take a long time to like chink the rust away. Yeah. So I need to get back in before I feel like I'm like, so when I watch a class, I'm always coaching in my head. Like, and, and not like you're doing it wrong. I'm, I just always, it's easy from the outside to look at something. Oh, you missed that. Or you should, because you're not the one under the pressure of the class. But yeah, in my mind, I'm always, co- I watch my wife working out and I'm always walking around. I'm like, hey, like <laughs> set your back, you know, wait in your heels <laughs> to, you know, drive your knees out. Always. It's just the way I'm. So yeah, I, I hope for sure to, to get back into it. So do you, speaking of that, when you're going through a workout yourself, do you have cues that you're saying in your head or like, even like affirmations? Or are you like talking yourself up or are you, or are you literally like blank? I'm just going for it kind of thing. So I do, but I don't have a lot. It depends on, on what I need out of the workout. So I'll give an example. Last week we did, what was the, what was, what open one did we do? 15 point something? 15.1. 15.1. Yeah. So toes of bar deadlift snatch, right? Followed by the five minute or six minutes to get that one rep clean and jerk. Yep. Yep. So, um, since I can swear on here, mm-hmm. usually <laughs> at that point, you know, I'm a little worried about what's my lift going to be. Am I going to make it? So I'll look at 235, and I'm like, don't be a bitch. You know, so I, I literally tell myself, don't be a bitch, go. Yeah. Or when I'm super tired, I'm like, go when you're tired. Don't be a bitchy. I, I'll say it out loud. Um, so <laughs> it just, it just for me to say, hey, like it's like talking yourself up. Yeah, because if you tell, if you say it to me, I'm probably not going to respond as well yeah. because I usually stick my hand up like I got it. Yeah, yeah. Which is me like, I need to be pushed. I want to be pushed, but sometimes in the middle of it, when you think you're going to die, you're like, okay, I don't need to hear this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're probably harder on yourself than that's true. Anybody sometimes, would be, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it just depends, and it depends. I don't hear it well from some people too. It's so. Some people will say something and I'm like, oh yeah, you, I, I can do it. And other people, I'm like, I just don't, I just don't feel it from them maybe. So I, I don't accept the cue, sure. but I do, you know, if they're mantras or what they are, just, but I do have a lot of self-talk um, just because I think if I don't, then it's easy to let, let the workout get away from you. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that to happen. So even if it's a class workout, like I'm in a whiteboard chase. So I'm going to look at the whiteboard and make sure I try to beat everyone on the whiteboard. Yeah. And it's not because I want to be the number one on the whiteboard, but I want to know where am I at my fitness. Yeah. So if all of a sudden I'm fifth or sixth on the whiteboard every day, then I go, oh, well, well that I'm at a gym where guys are better than me. And I got to work yeah. harder. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you, you got to push hard. So if you ever see me in class, feel free to like come at me. <laughs> you know. come at. Kevin is one of those who doesn't respond to cues. No. Like you'll be like, <laughs> so don't put the ball down and he'll drop the ball immediately. Yeah. Or come on, Kevin, step back up to the bar. And he'll like turn around and walk the other direction. I saw him do that actually <laughs> uh, a week and a half ago on that. Uh, what was the wad? Yeah, it was front rack lunges and shoulder dogs. Yeah, I thought like yeah. I thought, hey, that's like a six minute workout for you or something like that. And yeah, and then yeah, and then I saw you like walking. I'm like, pick up the barbell. And I don't even whether you heard me or not or just ignored no, me. I heard you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but not an acknowledgement like no, okay. Or, 
No, yeah. I was like, I'll explain later. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Oh, I knew what you was going well, on. We were, we were talking about it, and it, that was when I completely misjudged that workout because I was like, oh, yeah, like, you can do, like, the, the lunges and the, right into the shoulder overhead unbroken, like, maybe yeah. come back. Lightweight. First set of lunges, I was like, oh, mm. what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> you need to cut this out. Yeah, it is weird even after doing it so long, it's hard to judge some workouts. And that, that whole doing it twice, then you kind of know how it's going to hit you and... Sometimes yeah. that's for better or worse, though. Because yes. if you go to a dark place the first time, yeah. you don't really want to go there yeah. the second right. time. <laughs> but you're pretty well... I mean, I would say you're pretty cerebral when it comes to working out. Like, you know your plan. You know what you want to do. So it's like if someone's shouting something at you that's not part of the plan, you're kind of like, no. I, like, I already got the map. I don't need your suggestion. Usually. And that's only because of experience. In the beginning, it wasn't like that. I just run into a wall. <laughs> and I'm standing there trying to breathe for a minute. Like I've learned those lessons. I yeah. didn't always have that knowledge. It wasn't innately to me. It was just like, my God, you fail enough times, you finally get it. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's got to be smart. That's mm -hmm. all. How did the uh, clean and jerk go for you? It You know what? Interesting. So I haven't done a heavy jerk in I don't know how long. Well, there's a combination of the, the gym's programming and my programming. I just haven't done a jerk. So I was nervous. Um, so I hit 235, which was, which was the plan-ish. You know, come out of the gate, and I threw like 135 up just to get one in the bank real quick. See how that felt. It felt decent. Made a jump all the way to 205, hit that, and hit two and a quarter. And I'm like, okay, this is the part where, like, you can go wrong. Well, I can put 245 on this bar and miss it or just put 10 pounds on and make it. So I put yeah. 10 and got 235. Not easily, but the jerk was actually easier than the clean, which is odd. Um, and that was that was five pounds less than my score in 2015 yeah so i feel like in the open in the moment i would be able to match or beat that so it wasn't 265 though but i didn't game the wad to have a better clean and jerk either oh, i didn't slow down that much uh, <laughs> okay yeah i was only like 10 reps behind you come on now mm, oh like, check it i did a clean and jerk my my That's favorite okay. story about 15.1 is um uh our friend was like 20 you're right 20 reps behind him? I think so. Not a All right, we'll look this up. I'm going to yeah. cut that out. Go on. Our friend uh, Spencer Cotton. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I judged him the first time that he did that workout, and he was unhappy with his clean and jerk. And uh, I'm sure he would tell this story just as I do. There was a, um, I don't know if he punched a wall or if he like sort of like jump kicked the wall, but there was a, <laughs> there was some anger that was displaced onto the wall because mm, wow. of the, uh, the clean and jerk. That was... Hmm. It's good times, good times. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes you get some anger after a Got to do something. Yeah. yeah. I remember, well, last time I did it, I I went, I really pushed it on the toes of bar. And then when it got to the, like having no midline on the clean and jerk, like I felt like I was going to hurt myself. Okay. And I just remember I did not want that feeling again. Yeah. So you broke them up or what'd you do with the toes of bar this I, time? I, and I might have overpaced a little bit from the beginning, but I just... Like, I, I felt like I was rushing at the end. I just, you know, I I was like 20 reps shy of what I got last time. Are you hoping for a, a point A this year in the open, like a max lift? No. I mean, I, I suppose I would if it was like a power clean, mm -hmm. something that I'm super decent at. I mean, if it was a squat clean, I wouldn't be as excited. Um, last but. year, you kept looking for that separator, so. Yeah, what would Bob's open wide be? What's the... Um, it would, it would, it, it would, well, <laughs> now that I can sometimes get blow parallel, um, <laughs> which has been a, a, 
an effort, but you need a forty pound ball to get you pumped. Yeah, I do. The heavier the ball, the better. Um, I would actually love heavy down. wall balls. If they would throw a thirty pound wall ball in the open, I would be ecstatic. That'd be cool because uh, I train with it, so it doesn't scare me. But anything gymnasticy would be great. You know, I love power cleans. Um, you know, so if it was some kind of a muscle up handstand walk wad with like a max clean at the end, like a point, I would like let's go. <laughs> like week one, let's get the separator out week one. But they won't do that for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, yeah, they'll be a, they'll be super inclusive week long. Yeah, I mean, they could make a separate. It, they could do max back squat as a separate, and it would separate a lot of people. Because let me tell you something: there's some strong people out there, and I'm not one of them. I couldn't put up 500 pound squat, and there are guys older than me that can do that. So that would be whew, a big deal. Wow. So coming, I don't know if you started at Will County, but you were there, and they had a big strongman component for a while. Did you ever get into the strongman thing? I didn't, because the strongman component came afterwards. Oh, okay. So when I and this, this is a decade ago or whatnot. It was strictly CrossFit. Okay. And it wasn't until two gyms later, I think, that they broke off and started Did, doing, doing strongman that. stuff. So you've never strongman. gotten into, never messed around with an Atlas Stone or any of that stuff? Zero desire. What about obstacle course racing? Less desire. <laughs> <laughs> Three no. miles, Bob. No. So take that Come back. On, so we I, found out you're a runner. So. Hang on. <laughs> I take that back. I did, my first, I did a super this summer. Nice. That's 10 miles, but we got... We got Stopped by weather at like six and a half miles. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt fine doing yeah. that. It was different. Not, it's, it's like run, obstacle, run. Yes. What made you decide yeah. to do it? Uh, I, you know, a friend of mine at work was always, hey, he's big into this stuff. And he just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And I'm like, and then he said, hey, they have a Valentine's Day special, like a two for one. So I had some friends that had did one in the yeah. past. I'm like, hey, if I do this, would you guys be interested in doing it with me? I'll get a little team together. So we just sure. did it. I'll just do it one time. Just one time. However. You did no special training or anything? Or absolutely not. Yeah. That's why I CrossFit. So, <laughs> you know, you should be able to do anything if you yeah. CrossFit. Other than run a marathon. But most yeah. things you saw. I, I'm doing another one, though. So now I'm going to do the little sprint one, which is the 5K at Wrigley in November. Okay. It only because it's at Wrigley. That's a, that's yeah. a Spartan race, right? Yes. That is, yeah. I will say, the ones that are in the baseball stadiums are really fun. Yeah. And they are a little more CrossFit-y. They Good. have things like, uh, I did one where there was a row. Like oh. you had to do a 500 meter row under a certain amount of time, heavy jump rope, <clears throat> um, hmm. box jumps, maybe. I, I can't remember all the things, but it's a yeah. slightly more CrossFit-y. Yeah, good. I mean, again, if it, was, if it was, it's some, if it was like another long race, I would probably pass on it. But since it was just a 3.1 miler, and it's you'd a be going up field. and down the stairs. Yeah, I'd love stairs. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, those are fun. Yeah. So what advice, if you could just kind of give general advice to just the average member at our gym, what would that be? Well, I, I won't have goals. Or, or the average no. member at our gym that wants to be as fit as possible. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. So that's mm. actually... That's a slightly different yeah, question. Yeah, that's a different question. <laughs> that's actually a different question. Well, it's an easier of, answer. Yeah, it's yeah. an easy... I mean, it, it, generally speaking, going back to what I said before, is consistency. You have to be consistent. You have to be. If you're not, you're never going to reach your full potential. And then you have to be willing to sacrifice the things that you normally would like drinking or eating or, or, or like there are times where you have to miss certain things to work out as much as that sounds weird. It does happen. Right. Um, so if you think, Hey, I really get to the next level, uh, whatever that level is for you, it might not, it may just be local competitions. It may not be like the open, like the games, but the best I can be, I know I can be better Then it's You can't miss days. Um, I mean, you can miss here and there. I get it. But if, if you're coming to the gym twice or three times a week only, then it's not enough. So, and then what are you eating? You know, you just, it's, it's really a, it's, it's a full circle of things you have to be doing to really be that good. If you want to be that good and you see people and I've seen, there's some people in our gym that I can see it in them. 
um, I don't know if they want to do it or not. So like, I'll hint at them like, Hey, look, maybe a little comp crew or something. We get together and no, nah, no, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> they say that now, but yeah, I think consistency is the biggest thing. And then realizing, okay, well now that I'm consistent, what comes next? You got to check your diet, make sure you're sleeping well and that's it. And then if it's not fun anymore, then rethink it um, because there's times it's not fun. So I just, you know, if you really want it cause you want it, then be consistent. And then if you're consistent and then, and then always be learning. So if you're not learning, that's a, I think in life you're always learning, right? You're, you can always learn something new. So if you think, oh, all I need to do is come here more often. Well, yeah, but you know, how, how is your technique? Are you willing to get better at your technique? Are you willing to pay someone to help you, for example? So right. I would not be the person I don't prescribe to that. Like one-on-one coaching, I just don't, I will do it, but I would never charge anyone. But there's people like will help you get better gymnastics or go to an oldie clinic. Like, are you willing to do those things? And then if, if they are, then, then go at it, you know? And if you're married, make sure your spouse is on board too, because <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, in my early years, like I paid the price in the past years of realizing that I was at the gym way too much, way too much. Cause I loved it there. So I would hang out and I would just talk and have a protein drink, do a wad, talk some more. And three hours later, I'm still not home. And my wife's at home with the, with my daughter. So you got to be realistic with your time. You know, it may not be the right time for you. So, but I think, I just think consistency is the key. You've got to be consistent. That's the one thing I would tell anyone. And what do you think most people get wrong about training? Um, hmm. Get wrong. I, I just think, I think it's hard. What I see is it's hard to put in the intensity level you need to put in. So, because it hurts and I'm, I am the first guy to be guilty of this. Like, I don't want to feel pain. So put me in the airdyne and make me want to kill myself on that. I have zero desire to feel pain there. Even less desire to be in the skier, you know, but you've got to be willing. So that's the thing too. So like, if you're like for me, so if I'm training by myself, it's hard for me to go to the pancake because no one's making me. Yeah. So I'm trying to force myself to do stuff. So I would just say, yeah, like, intensity is key yeah you may be able to lift that weight and you may be able to do these movements really good but how hard can you do them like can you take yourself to that level where like you can't get up for a minute or two afterward because then you know like you've given it all and in the competition that's kind of where you have to be so just be willing to put the intensity in because if if you walk in a gym and for example if, if you're a whiteboard leader every day this doesn't mean anything i mean that's why sometimes the whiteboard's like a hindrance you're just trying to be better than the second person so there's times where I won't look at it. There's times I do, but I just tell them, it's coming to be intense. Give your full effort. And, and I think it's relative to the day. So not, you don't ha I don't have 110% every day. Not everyone does. So I would say give all you can give on any given day. And if that's 90%, it's 90%. But at least you didn't stay home. So hope that makes sense. Yeah. It does, yeah. Well, I think yeah. this has been great. Thanks for joining us, Bob. Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been another episode of the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. Until next time, stay strong. You're going to do your thing. <laughs>